Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. My name is Trevor Mueller. Of course, with me is Jake Grant. And it looked like we were going to lose Leah. We offered her $30 million. She countered a dog man with $50 million. They said goodbye. She's back with us. Leah, happy to have you back. Lots of things have happened since you haven't been here. Uh, you're worth $50 million in our hearts, but we don't have that uh... to pay you. So uh, give us your big take on realignment. Um, you know, I'm just, I think that the Pac-12 and George Piotrkov and the Big Ten, they are actually covering for the writer's strike in Hollywood because you cannot make up, you cannot make up drama like this, that there's going to be, there's going to be some movies about the back and forth and the pettiness and the garbage talk that's going on between specifically, probably mostly Washington State and a little bit of Oregon State directed at Oregon. But you know what? Sucks to suck. Um, we are in the big boy conference. And one of the things I talked to y'all about last year at length is the biggest reason for our conference realignment being officiating, something that we talk about all the time. And this is nothing against people who do excellent work like Kayla. And even to Kayla's point, like she would agree a lot of the officiating in the Pac-12 has been subpar. And I think that the way that officiating is handled in the Big Ten is a giant step up. And it's a, you know, it's going to be really good for the athletes that we have um, and getting them to stay on the West Coast because they don't need to go to anywhere else. They can stay on this conference and they can play against the big boys. They can play against some excellent teams. And, you know, all of these universities, save for um, that team down south, have excellent academic reputations as well. So, yeah, and you know, the thing that Kayla said that really triggered me towards the at least the officiating angle that you're talking about was that you know the Mountain West has feeder systems to the Big Twelve. Somewhere like that. She talked about the systems in place where it's almost mm. like a minor league system uh, and that the Pac-12 did not have that. Um, I don't know, Jake, if you read the report, I was kind of getting that with uh, the the Leah introduction that ESPN had a $30 million per team on the table. And this is from the LA Times. Uh, there was a president of a university we don't know which one um one of his professors came back with a projection of each program being worth about 50 and Klyovkov taking that to the bargaining table countering with 20 million dollars more uh and subsequently espn walking away <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah, I've heard so many different reports about the whole scenario with Klyovkov and and after ESPN offered 30, um, him kind of, instead of playing hardball, he kind of goes, well, that's just not going to work. And instead of, instead of going, hey, how about 40 or 45, he just said 50 or nothing. And, and I don't know how true this is, right? I'm just hearing speculations and reports and... So I don't know how good he is at playing hardball, if it's true that he is horrible at playing hardball. Um, I think, unfortunately, his hands were kind of tied by not just USC um, and UCLA leaving, but now Washington and Oregon. I think they saw the writing on the wall, 
and it was either leave to a super conference or be Washington State and Oregon State and be standing there in a conference of four with nothing in your hands to to say, you know, help me, please. I, what do we have to bring to the table? Um, so leaving, I, I think even if Klyovkov had made a pretty good deal, I think we might have still probably been gone. I know that there's there's a lot of people saying that, you know, it came down to the last hour and Washington and Oregon were kind of on the fence. I think that was a smoke and mirror show, to be honest. I think I think Washington and Oregon probably knew for a couple of months that they were going to going. Um, conference realignment deals don't just happen overnight. This isn't a this isn't a, a thing that Washington just says, hey, let's just go to the Big Ten tomorrow and see how that's going to play out for us. And and see what kind of money they throw at us, and if we like the number, we'll just we'll just bail on a hundred years of of history. Um, that's not a that's not a thing. So um, I think this has been in the works for a while now, and I I, I honestly don't think anything Klyovkov had to, had to do was going to work for them. And I think it comes down to some of it: the narrative once the Pac-12, the presidents or whoever decided that it, they were not going to take that $30 million deal. And the big 12 did. That was the end of the, of the pack 12. Um, even if Washington and Oregon state in that conference, we still have to deal with the decade long issue that Washington, Oregon, USC have had where we're just not taken seriously as a conference, mm-hmm. which I think like, and that's why I, I really don't like, you know, the East coast bias, because there has been some pretty good teams out here that have been overlooked. There've been some great players that have been overlooked, lost out on Heisman's because of Larry Scott's deal with the PAC 12. So I think that, you know, relevancy sake, it didn't matter what the dollar amount was. If the big 10 is there, you have to take it. I agree. I think I think the only question is: Do, do we know what what university that that consultant came from? Do we have any idea? Trevor, you look like you're you got something to say. I don't know. Like sneaky suspicion at Stanford. It could be, but like I feel like there's theirs would be better at that. Right, it's- like. It's not. It's not the Foster School. They're 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 business savvy up there. It's got to be it's, somebody who. It's giving plays. Arizona. It's giving Arizona Arizona State. I. It gives those strong vibes, right? <laughs> I, I would think it would be a team that would still be in the Pac-12. Well, somebody I think I, I think it was just such like an overplayed. Somebody that's banking on that money being there because they were going to be in the conference no matter what the number came back. Yeah. a team that's bailing on the conference anyways they don't care what the what the money dollar amount comes back at hey throw them 50 million dollars we're gonna do a little bit of research <laughs> that's that's care. a deep conspiracy right there they're gonna take 30 30 million dollars and say yeah it's great it was like a Back sleeper cell espionage here's, from the big here's the jake conspiracy segment of the program i love that and on my <laughs> next uh topic the moon landing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Thank you for staying with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of cheese, Kayla. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, all right, so we got a season to talk about. We've previewed the defense, we've previewed the offense. 
it's time to get some predictions and we got to get some wagers. We haven't even talked about that. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, did you get ready? Kayla's predictions? No, I will oh. uh, update those. I, that's on me. I've, it's my son's birthday this week. I've been very busy with six year olds. He gets a full week of birthday? No. Well, uh, family on one day. Honestly, I'm just like, I'm disappointed in your lack of commitment to this podcast and prioritizing fatherhood. You know what? Get your priorities straight. I'll, yeah. I'll let Miranda, I will give that to my HR. Sorry, Miranda. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, man, I think this team's gonna be pretty good. Um, they have hot take. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm against crime, and I don't care who knows it. Um, <laughs> what a moron. All right, I'll go through the wow. schedule, then we'll go game by game. September second, se- uh, Washington opens at home against Boise State. The next week, September 9th, they have Tulsa coming to town. Then they go to East Lansing to play Michigan State on the 16th, which you will have to figure out how to get Peacock to watch. Um, So probably can't go to a sports bar for that. Uh, September 23rd, California comes to town. Then we have to make one last trip as a conference foe to the state of Arizona, where we'll play Arizona on the 30th. Then uh, a, a bye. And then it's Oregon at home and they're coming off of by the last year of the conference. They finally figured out how to schedule a freaking season. Um, October 21st, Arizona state comes to town. Then we have two games on the road, October 28th at Stanford, November 4th at USC home game on November 11th against Utah. Go to the newly renovated Reezer on the 18th of November. And then, of course, the Cougs at home. Um, overall structure, like, I'm actually pretty – I the schedule is tougher than last year, but the – you know, the buy is a little bit early, but having it pre-Oregon and having Oregon on at the same time, I kind of dig that. What do you guys think? I think it's really good. I think, you know, obviously advantage Washington for being at home, but uh, in terms of rested bodies, it's very even. Um, these teams are obviously the highlight of our year, beating Oregon. So uh, if we can get two in a row and, um, you know, send Bo Nix to graduation, Bo and two against the dogs, I'm all here for it. Yeah, and he has a sign up in New York for his Heisman campaign, which is insane. Yeah, it's giving Joey Harrington. Did he win the Heisman? I forget. But like Joey Harrington was a more like serious candidate for a Heisman than Bo Nix, right? Agreed. Agreed. He was also a serious candidate at uh, playing the piano, which they were sure to mention every time he went to football. So Boise State comes to town. They had four losses on their season last year. They beat North Texas in a bowl game. Um, Jake, what do you got for the season opener? Yeah, I, uh, I saw a pretty interesting report the other day. Um, somebody came out with their, their new year six bowl game predictions mm-hmm. and it had both Washington and Boise state making new year six bowls. Um, which in my opinion, um, means that Boise state won this game because if they lose this game, I don't see how a non-power five school can lose a game week one and go 
unless they went out, but uh, go make a, a New Year's Six bowl game. Um, so that made me a little nervous, uh, which makes me think that the game's going to be a little bit closer than it probably should be. But also, I mean, unless if we lose to Boise State, um, we'd have to win the Pac-12, which means that, I mean, we'd be right there in the conversation of a of a uh, playoff berth, um, especially if Boise State ends up making a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, do you want predictions right now of scores? Sure. Okay. Or just the win, win or loss. Uh, I'm yeah, going to go. Let's save the win for the for the preview. Or the scores for the preview. Yeah, thank you. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah, Washington wins. Leah? Um, similar to kind of what Jake's saying, um, you know, Washington comes in with probably one of the most vaunted offensive attacks in the country returning. Um, and we're at home. We're going to hopefully have a juiced crowd. Um, it is going to be an early kickoff for us. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff. Um, but I feel really confident about this. I think the guys are really ready to open up the season with a bang and show folks out there that Washington is very is a very serious contender for the national championship. So um, I do like the dogs. I do like the dogs to cover. Um, so yeah, starting starting the season off right with a big dub. That answered my question. Um, I saw the Lions at fifteen and a half. I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have them winning by fourteen. I have them winning by 17. Okay. Spoiler alerts all over this. I have. Well, I mean, I, we got to make it interesting. I'm not going to do we go. a preview. So and... we could have our first confession very soon because I'm going to go way over. <laughs> um, looking at Boise State's schedule and what they did last year in their conference, like I can see them being having, you know, one or two losses on the season and making, you know, being that G5 school that gets in. Uh, they, they, Looking at their defensive numbers last year when they played teams that were better than them, obviously they gave up more points, but teams in their conference, they kept them around the 20s, uh, the really crappy teams. They were in the single digits. Washington brings back everybody. Um, it's the first game of the m- most anticipated season in like 30 years. I don't see how this isn't a massive W. We probably, you know, you could see the offense being a little juiced and, you know, scuffling maybe on the first series. And then after that, just no holds barred. Braylon Trice in the backfield, big time win. I think this is a a, a big statement victory. Um, next up, they have Tulsa coming to town who struggled last year. They were five and seven on the season. Uh, <laughs> not, not. Not the spot you want to be if you're Tulsa coming to Washington after they have a tune-up game uh, to play you as you really struggle to win at the G5 level. Leah? Um, I think that the Huskies start early and score early and score often. Um, I don't think Tulsa scores until the third quarter. Um, This is going to be... Hopefully a game where we rest Mike in most of the third quarter, if not most of the second half. Yep. So um, I see that there's no line, obviously, for this one because it's second game, but uh, I don't see this being closer than 25, 30 points. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think they're going to roll. Um, I expect to see Dylan Morris uh, in mm-hmm. at least the 
you know, the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, yeah, Jake's putting up three, three, which totally fine. Jake, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I think the plan for this game is to kind of come out of this game unscathed, not hurt, no injuries, mm-hmm. um, and get some get some um, depth Reps. on the football field. Get uh, get your your second team, your third team, um, and and some guys that are going to redshirt in this game and get some some uh, game experience for them. Um, the biggest thing is to keep Michael Penix healthy oh. uh, with at all costs during this game. Uh, you're going to go. I don't care if you cover. I don't care if you win by forty. Keep the team healthy. Get the W. Get right. out of there. That's right. I think that to your point, Jake, like. The two best things, what three things, the win, no matter what, Michael Penix healthy, no matter what. And I would like to see second and third team defense, particularly get those reps. Yeah. So. I want like Denzel Boston to have like six catches. <laughs> like that's, that's what would make me happy. A kid who's played really well in fall camp and, you know, <laughs> there's just no spots for him right now with those three up top, but um, I'd love to see him get, you know, really put some stuff on film. You know, uh, I laughed, and- I la- I laughed at that comment initially, Trevor, but honestly, I don't think that that's very far out of the realm of possibilities. Right. You know, he gets to play the entire second half and I'll sprinkle in a little bit in the first half with the one team. Yeah. Um, I could see him getting six catches for 55 yards. No problem. And um, I could see him snagging a touchdown. Love that. Hopefully he doesn't throw up this time. <laughs> that's that's a deep cut. He threw up when he caught a touchdown last year, or he scored a touchdown. Um, all right. So then it's the big rematch of you know your future Big Ten foe in Michigan State. Uh last year Washington made their big statement that you know they're pretty good, pretty good team when they took care of Mel Tucker. Um man. Michigan State just didn't get very much better, uh, especially yeah. where Washington can take advantage of them. And as uh, as Hood Husky said on our podcast, barbecue chicken, they just don't <laughs> they don't they don't have the corners to stay with these receivers. I think this one, um, I would put it at a fourteen point, at uh, ten point, probably over under ten points. Mm-hmm. Um, Leah, right now I have. Uh, without saying the score, I have the Huskies winning by eight. Okay. Um, it's really important to go on the road um, and a team that's probably going to want to pay us back for what happened in Seattle because they were in the top 10 when they came, or like like 11 or something. Right around there, yeah. When they came to Seattle, and for all intents and purposes, that completely derailed their season. They really had, they struggled to win from then on out. So, um, my only wish for this game, besides the win, is for our man Jeremy to catch a touchdown pass. That would be good. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, as far as the offense goes for Michigan State, the only guy I'm really worried about is Jalen Berger on Michigan State. Mm-hmm. That guy's a stud. He's an absolute workhorse beast. Um, unfortunately, like Trevor said, their defense just is not prepared I mean, they got a lot of time to prep for Washington. This is the game that they have circled. You know, it's it's Washington, it's Michigan, it's game, Ohio State, it's games like that that they're circling on their calendar. And Washington's one of those teams. They want to get that payback. Unfortunately, I think this is the start of the spiral of Mel Tucker's career at Michigan State. And when they lose this game by more than 15, 
this team's going to collapse and Mel Tucker's going to be out of there by the end of the season. So that's a, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bold prediction, but I I, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Hey, so as of right now, uh, hot Jake, um, Leah. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jake's wife. I did not say that. I'm sorry. She wouldn't care. She'd be like, you go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now we have Washington <laughs> at a three and O where they're ranked in the AP right now at number 10. Where do you think they are heading into PAC 12 play? Really depends on what everybody else does, but I have a feeling that somebody's going to stumble. I like us uh, with three and O number eight. Yeah. Yeah. I have us at seven. I think, I think the top 10 is all really competitive this year. If you look at, you know, Florida state's really good. Uh, we're really good. Clemson, I could see stumbling. Um, Georgia is Notre really Dame good. in the top five. What's that? Is Notre Dame in the top five? No. What? That's fun. Yeah, they're like fourteenth. Yeah. What? Yeah. What does uh, the Arch- USC Lions have to say about that? USC is going <laughs> to be up there. Uh, they're not going to stumble. So yeah, eight, seven, right around yeah. there. After week three. What about you, Chad? I think that's about right. Just looking at the the teams that are ahead and what they, you know, I don't have all their non-conference schedules in front of me, but I assume no SEC school is going to lose to a directional school from their same state. Um, (laughs) TCU could stumble. TCU's, we're ahead of TCU. TCU is 17. Um, I think you're right. I mean, there's, there's pens like the t- five through nine yeah, is LSU, good. USC, Penn state, Florida state, Clemson. Yeah. You might move up one spot. I, eight yeah, would be I awesome. I think they're all really good. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually. Hey, Trev. Uh, hey. week, week one matchup is Florida state LSU and they're both. Oh, so we'll be, bad. we'll be nine. Yeah. At the worst. At the worst after week yeah. one. Uh, Georgia is going to go down to Tennessee Martin and get clapped. So, <laughs> is that is that somebody on Tennessee named Martin? Yeah. No. You say uh, Tennessee. Georgia is going to go to Tennessee Martin and get the clap. Is that what you said? Oh get my clapped. god! And then get the clap. <laughs> Leah then, is on it. Yeah. I literally that's what I thought you said. So no. I apologize. Nope. I mean, don't apologize. I'm for it. With it. Let's go. <laughs> Well, I guess Tennessee right. Martin is, take, is, take, is, is playing the part of Arizona State right now, so I apologize. Fourth and inches. We're all going to Tennessee Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> Washington, you know, a team that has given Washington fits in the past and Cal is coming back up. This game won't be played at one in the morning, so that's uh, advantage Washington. Um <laughs> Cal has a new offensive coordinator. They have a super athletic quarterback. They've replaced a lot of players. Taj Taj Davis is there. Uh, I just I don't see Cal being able to hang with this offense, even with you know a, a pretty good defensive head coach. I don't think they have the offense to keep up with this team. I think this is a, a multi touchdown win. So I have Washington at four and zero. Jake, what about you, bud? 
Uh, yeah, I do too. The super talented quarterback, he is a freshman, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he? He's a transfer from TCU. So uh, I don't have his classification in front of me. He didn't play at TCU. You're talking Sam Jackson? Yes. Yeah, so he's a redshirt red sophomore. Um, yeah, I, I just don't – I have never seen – uh, Justin Wilcox offense that's impressed me ever um, he could have the most talented quarterback in the world I don't think that he's going to come out there and score average 30 points a game um, they still rely heavily on that defense that defense took a step back last year um, it might be a little bit better this year after last year but uh, I still see us beating them pretty handedly completely agree I just think that you know to quote the season is over podcast we always lose to Cal I mean we always lose to Cal when we have a coaching staff that isn't committed to making a big uh big stomping difference in our our games I feel like sometimes Chris Peterson didn't have the killer mentality in our games and that showed obviously certainly the Jimmy Lake little blip era and slash Bob Gregory and even though we I think won the game that was the 2020 year but you know what? Cal really can't win unless we have a lightning storm. So I feel pretty good about this win. Um, I, right now I have I have the Huskies up 18 in a win against Cal. Um, so I feel pretty good about 4-0. That seems pretty um, like an easy one. These are comfortable wins so far, too. Mm-hmm. I don't have any that are, <clears throat> are white knuckles at the end so far. I hate hearing oh. comfortable win after California. Well... I don't have a comfort. I don't have a comfortable win in Tucson. I'll tell you that. Yeah, here we go. This is the House of Horrors start a little bit. We have Arizona, um, Washington should be coming in at four and zero. They're heading to Tucson for the last time. Jake, what do you think? I hate desert games. I think we all agree that we all hate desert games. Um, the year, what year did we go to the playoffs? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Arizona State, Arizona State. Uh, I told the story a million times about how I'm throwing my hat at the TV while my wife's asleep and just pulling my hair out. Um, we're going to win this game. It's not going to be easy. The Heat does not treat us kindly. We're not used to it. We are a superior football team, and that's okay. all I have to say about that. Okay, Forrest Gump. Um, I, I, as soon as I said that, I was like, dang it. Leah's going <laughs> to jump on that. And, uh... um, hi, Leah. Hi, Dave. <laughs> I have this as a twofold asterisk and underline, which underline means places we struggle, and asterisk means trapping. It is two for two. It is, yes, it's right before a bye, but it's right before a bye. And then our next game after Arizona is Oregon. Okay, we have. But this is a this is a team in Arizona that is very dangerous. Jaden Delore is he still the quarterback or is he sober enough to participate? Do we know? I don't know. Um, so far, so far. Um, let's you know. Let we'll hold that on pause until he gets his next DUI. But um, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> I just lost Trevor. Um, <laughs> right now, right now I have us. As a, t- as a touchdown favorite against the Cats in the desert, um, we go out with a blades of glory, not an overtime win, not a comfortable win, but, you know, ultimately, 
hopefully when we have our resume at the end of the year, we're not looking at style points. We're just looking at W's and we really can ill afford to go to the desert and lose a winnable game like we did last year. So I have the Huskies on top by seven. Yeah. The thing that does scare me is that it's right before a buy, um, which does I actually think you... that's a strength, dude. Oh, God, I just hate it. I got to certain... tell you, if they had Oregon the week after, I'd probably say this is a loss. It's it's a, it's a, the week before a buy before you play Oregon, who oh, also at this point is going to be undefeated. Well, they got Texas and... tech. We'll see. Oh, okay. They're going to be undefeated going into this game and <laughs> they're going to be a top. It's going to be a matchup of top 10 teams. Yeah, it could be. Um, I man, you know, Jaden Delora, even in Arizona losing to Washington last year, Delora didn't turn the ball over like he did to other teams. Like he had a decent game. He tried to mount a little comeback at the end. Um, they can do offense in Arizona, and uh, this will be uh, the biggest test for Washington's defense to see if it really is as improved um, as. It should be. I mean, the pass rush is still going to be there. The depth isn't there like it was last year. Uh, so that's going to have to be figured out who's going to be the other two edge rushers. Um, but if, you know, this is a great place to figure that out. They don't have Dorian Singer anymore. You're going to see him down the line. Um, I think Washington, y- you can never say they're going to roll in Arizona, but they're going to they're going to figure out a way to win because they have a quarterback that's been through it the coach that knows how to win football games um and uh, just a group of older football players that have been through heartbreaking losses and have figured out how to win games so with that in mind it's a it's a win and they go into the bye week ready to play oregon uh i don't know if oregon's gonna be undefeated but i'm i'm pretty confident washington will be at this point when when you say that uh, Arizona will be the toughest test for Washington's defense, do you mean up to that point or yes. for the entire? Okay, up to oh, that yes. point. Okay, no, it gets harder just, just for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arizona I is way better than USC for us. Uh, <laughs> way yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like just trust. Just <laughs> um. All right. So after the. By of course they mm-hmm. have Oregon coming to town. It's a purple out. Um, it's at home. It's prob my guess it'll be a four thirty kick. Um, and man, uh, over this last calendar year, Washington has absolutely had Oregon's number. Um, and they, it, you know, you we need to send them a bouquet. It's been really weird because I've been like big Oregon fan during this whole conference realignment thing where we've had to like hold hands with them. And I've been talking to Garrett a lot, Jake, and, and he likes the Huskies and petition so for she. a new host petition for a yeah. new host. <laughs> yeah. Who is she? So, but, but here's the deal, man. Like we are better than them at every position that matters. And <laughs> from head coach to everything. Right. So, and here's my prayer that by this point in the year, they still haven't taken play call duties away from Tosh LaPoy on defense. Cause if that's the case, Washington was <laughs> <is> by 30. <laughs> I think I, I could not, I could not agree with your assessment about our strength over Oregon at every position, but where it counts, 
arguably most is in the chess match between the two head coaches. And I think Coach DeBoer, uh, I, I was like, you know, I wanted to give him a year to see how things went. But like what he did at Austin Stadium last year solidified his place in Husky lore forever because that that's that rivals the the whammy in Miami for me in terms of like the expectation of like well, I'm not sure about this and then what he was able to accomplish with his staff so put that on stage with Husky at Husky Stadium with an undefeated team with everything to play for in a rivalry game you know game day might be in town we don't know oh, it's, it's gonna be Sorry, okay. <laughs> um you know, I feel really good about this game. I'm not sure if we're gonna win big, but I feel very confident that we're that we're gonna. It's gonna be it's gonna be purple rain in the Husky Stadium. I'm sorry, Jake, if I was that's there. A, for the that's okay. That's okay. Um, hey, Jake, do you yeah. think College Game Day might be there? I, <laughs> hey, hot take. I think College Game Day is gonna be there. I hot think Jake. it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be two top ten teams going into that week. Uh, both teams are gonna be undefeated. Um, you're going to have one, you're going to have two of the top four Heisman contenders going into that game. And Braylon Trice. And, <laughs> okay. Um, and Bryce. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Leah's dad. <laughs> what I really think is going to, is going to happen is we're going to see kind of a repeat of last year's game where it's going to take, you're going to be down. You're going to have to make a play and the team that makes the play late is going to win the game. I know I sound like John Madden right now. That's a really, <laughs> really kind of normal. So the team thing that scores the most points is going to win. The team that scores the most points is going to win the game. But um, I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a. It could be a one point win. It could be a last second field goal. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than we're all expecting. I think Oregon's kind of like what we had talked about earlier with Michigan State. They want to come back here and they kind of want to do to us what we did to them last year and kind of crush a Heisman hopeful and take the team out of the playoffs. And um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Washington's going to make that. They're going to make that play late to win the game. And I think you're going to see Bo Nix's uh, mural in New York City get ripped down and replaced with a big old W and Michael Penix. Hey, love big that. Energy Penix. Yeah. BDE. I just don't think I completely agree with you, Jake, right up to saying like that it's like gonna come down to like maybe the like the last couple of minutes like it did this year. I just feel like we have everybody back offensively. I just I really feel confident in our offense versus their defense. I feel confident in our play calling versus their play calling. And if if we can keep our offensive line if they can be a little bit better than they were last year they can be just as good at protecting mike and a little bit better at opening up running lanes for our running backs i i have it as an eight point win right now and i think that we we cover that if those things happen i'd be happy with that this is going to be a theme of what i'm saying through the gauntlet of the rest of the schedule is that washington has adults on their staff and they have adults on the playing field and they just, they're, it's a mature team. And it's kind of what you hope for in a cycle of four years, the old school way, right. Where you load up for, for this. And and this is exactly what it is. They're just loaded everywhere. Offensively, especially the coaching staff, Ryan Grubb being back. These guys are just really good coaches with really good players. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot more, cohesive than a bunch of five-star players that leave the program 
sometimes in worse positions when then they got there, when they were graded out as, you know, day one, day two picks, and they end up at the end of the sixth round. So that's the difference. And I know it's coaching staff by coaching staff, but it's, it's a trend that you see through that university. So I'm taking the system. So uh, I, I don't, I think it's going to be comfortable. Um, I like your confidence. I'm the oh, only I'm, one that's not comfortable with this game. I mean, Trevor will change his tune the game week, and he will tell me that he's about to just uh, not be able to hold his vowels. I know that. So <laughs> After hearing that you guys – I'm just going out on a limb here. We got – how many more weeks do we have? One, two, six. three, four, five, six more weeks. After hearing your guys' Oregon predictions, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that one of you has Washington going undefeated. <laughs> but which one is it, Trevor? <laughs> I mean, Jake, Duke's gonna do. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm not anything but not consistent. Yeah, you have always been a homer. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Here we go. Arizona State. It's a win for Washington. Arizona State's terrible. Washington will right <laughs> uh, that wrong from last year. Leah, go ahead. Just really quickly, this is, you know, this is a revenge game. Uh, Arizona State, by, you know, this was our fault. We were injured. We, like, this was not necessarily, they were, was not, they were the better team. We were just ill-equipped to play that game, essentially. But Arizona State essentially single-handedly ruined our season. And I think the the Huskies 100% pay them back. They've got a brand new coach. Um, Dilly Dilly uh, goes down on Mott Lake uh, by more than three scores. Jake? Um, yeah. It, uh, we just come off of a huge win off of Oregon. We're motivated. Mm-hmm. We're undefeated. We're a top five team in the nation. And we're going to – DeBoer is going to have these guys absolutely focused, ready to play, and they're going to steamroll these guys. And 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 – what you can't do right now in this two-game stretch of Arizona State and Stanford is take your eyes off the prize because you have a really tough stretch coming after these two games. So you need to have your mind right, and you need to, you need to have your eyes on the prize, which is essentially a college football playoff. So I'll be damned if he lets these guys slip up on Arizona State, and we're going to absolutely steamroll them. See, these guys came back for a reason, and you – in in our world so far they've beat Oregon and and you you have to get them up for two crappy games in a row right one of them's going to be at Stanford which is horrible and yeah, you can know. you can look at them and say this is the team that kept you out of a Rose Bowl last year and you know if you want to get where you want to go you can't let teams like this do this to you so go go style points on them it's it should be mid fifties and um you know backups. That's what, yeah yeah that, that's your highs yeah get just pad this the is the game that might yeah this is the game that Penix throws for six hundred yards yeah, and seven touchdowns and they talk about this in New York City. Mm-hmm. I hope Dylan you're right. Was, I don't I don't I don't have nearly that big of a blowout, but I hope you're right. Oh, dude, it's at Husky. You don't even have to touch Arizona. You don't have to go to the state again. It's amazing. <laughs> again. You don't have Trevor, to touch it. Trevor. Wait, you can't go to you, go to it again. Yeah. Arizona <laughs> touches you. 
Talk less. <laughs> smile more. <laughs> All right. So then they go to Stanford. Uh, Jake, one of the most beautiful campuses I've ever been to. Great trip with you. Football experience was subpar. Subpar. People. Leah, I love you. Call it the library. The library. Fantastic name. Um, they go to the farm and they got to figure out how to make their own energy. Um, fortunately, Stanford, I, I they're they're going to be bad, bad. They're going to struggle. They'll probably win two or three games this year, uh, and this won't be one of them. And Washington should roll and should be again, kind of like the '91 team, just not playing a lot of starters in the fourth quarter. Say, saying that our Stanford game that we went to, the football game was subpar, is a disgrace to subpar games. Yeah, uh, That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Can we plan a trip right now to go back to Stanford this year and watch an annihilation of Stanford football? Because I need... Can't do it. Can't, some people have to have go ahead and have a third baby. Selfish. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Like I, I, I could, I, If I go back there and they lose, I will know it's my fault. That's not true. Can't do it. You know whose fault I, it is. I it's also yours. will know it's Trevor's fault. Yeah. I it's always been my fault. It's true. I'm not good luck when I go to away games. Oh, so you don't go to away games. Moved to Colorado, didn't you? Yeah, it's Trevor's fault. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I this is the other game that is asterisk and underline for places we struggle and trap games. Yeah. Because this is this is a Stanford team that is bad, but uh, you know, darn it if I feel like you know the Huskies are capable of losing a game that they shouldn't. And yeah. again, everything, everything to play for. Stanford, nothing to play for. And the, the most dangerous animal out there is the one with nothing to lose. So I think this is this is something that we need to be mindful of. I still think the Huskies win. I still think that they they probably win by more than more than ten points. But I don't think we're going to get a lot of style points with this. I really hope I'm wrong. I, I'm just going to be grateful to get out of the farm and the library with a win. The uh, Trevor's Trevor's point um, in going into Stanford and making your own energy is probably the most vital part of that entire game. Uh, we watched a team, albeit it was the Jacob Eason year. Um, we were a better team than them. And there was absolutely zero energy on that sideline for Washington. And at no point in the game at zero point. I mean, there was, there was maybe three guys waving a towel around and everybody else was just standing there. Um, it was awful. So you got to go in there and you got to be excited and you got to, you got to make your own excitement. And I think, that's the difference between the Chris Peterson era and the Kalen DeBoer era is that Kalen DeBoer is going to make those jumps into the players and, and, and show some excitement. And I'm excited to see that in Stanford. Then it's the big one. It's the one that the other one you have circled, right? It's USC. And I'm looking at USC's schedule while you guys are talking and they have they have a gauntlet right before they play us. They do. They have and, at Notre and, Dame. Yeah, no at Notre Dame uh versus Utah. But you know, the defense was pretty bad last year and they, they have to deal with Arizona's offense. 
two games before that. Then they kind of get a, a patsy with Cal. Um, oh, you can this make the wire. argument that both teams are going to be probably well rested for this game. You can make that argument. You could definitely. Uh, they, play, they play Utah two weeks before us, which is always Utah has their number. You're not Correct. wrong. Uh, um, and Utah's defense is going to put that offense through the ringer and beat the sh- heck out of them. Um, and and I think uh, I think that's going to be the difference. In, in my opinion, I think that's going to be the difference maker. Is Utah is going to do us a gigantic favor, and they're going to wear them out. And then and then they have Cal, who does also I mean, doesn't have a bad defense. I, I think that you're right. And also, Oregon could do that very same thing that you're talking about Notre Dame and Utah doing to USC, and they could do that to us because it's going to be yeah. a very physical matchup. So I, I don't know that we're going to have an advantage. We're going to have probably a little bit more rest time because that will be two weeks in our rearview mirror, but that's going to be a very tough game. Oregon and then, like, the you know subsequent weeks to recover from. So what do you think is going to happen, Leah? Um, I wish I had better news. Um, I think this is a game that we are capable of winning. That's in the balance in the end of the game. But um, Romo Dunze gets triple covered and the defense swats away a for sure touchdown pass as time expires and the Huskies lose by six in the Coliseum. Um, but I think that there's no, there's, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to lose embarrassingly and Utah, sorry, USC is not going to win this style. Um, the, the problem with the loss, the problem with our schedule is that a lot of our tough, tough games are in November. And unfortunately, as we all know, there's recency bias in this committee. Yeah. So, um, I see, I see us coming out of uh, the policy with an, an unfortunate loss. I mean, uh, you could see them going two and two in their final four. I mean, that's not, that's not outside of the realm of possibility. Jake, what do you see against SC? Unfortunately, I too have them losing the USC. Um, I think going to the Coliseum and playing there is really difficult. USC fans are loud. They're rowdy. That place is cool. It's easy for a player to get, um, get caught up in the history and yeah, frazzled. So I, I I have, I have USC winning by one score. Um, And, and that essentially ends Washington's bid at a playoff. What did Washington's offense do against Alex Grinch when he was at Wazoo? A lot. A lot. And do we have better players than we did in that era on offense? We I do. see your point. I also feel like I feel I feel a feel a Homer call coming on from Trav. But <laughs> and I also I also feel like there's to me there's just there's no contest in terms of like I, I still believe that DeVore is a much better coach than Lincoln Riley. I don't care what he did in Oklahoma. I'm not impressed. I still just think that we just have a little bit less juice than they do. So I'm going to challenge that quite a bit when it, when you look at both of the issues with those teams last year was their defense. Um, USC went out and they had to go get a whole bunch of guys to try to fill holes. Washington filled a couple of holes and got healthy. 
So I think that Washington's offense defense is net better. I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played in this game. I like Washington's three receivers better than I like USC's. Um, quarterback is a wash. I I, I mean, ah. take the take the glasses off a little bit. Caleb Williams is special, special. Um, pass rush has to collapse the pocket on him in order for them to win this game. Um, the offensive lines are comparable. USC struggled at times last year offensive with the offensive line. Washington did not. Um, I there's there's a there's a way forward, and then it's going to come down to uh, who are your who's your leader? And Kalen DeBoer wins games, and Kalen DeBoer wins a lot of games, and he knows how to win big games. Uh, he took a Fresno State team and almost beat a number eleven Oregon team with this talent they have this year. 100% they can compete. I think they win. It's going to be close. Can, can compete. Yes. Will they win? Yes. No. I, I, the part, so the part that scares me about this game is Caleb Williams is a better version of Bo Nix. Uh, I think we will agree on that. Yes. Well, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So watching the Huskies play last year against Bo Nix, Bo Nix was having a day. Um, until he got absolutely Alex cooked. Um, <laughs> and Caleb Williams is a special athlete, and I do think he has the potential to run on the defense and <laughs> make plays and I, I like have like a Reggie Bush type of performance against Washington, especially in the Coliseum. And yeah. that's when I that's why I think we lose against them. Well, and the only reason that I go the opposite is I think that. Michael Penix can throw all over this defense. And and that's where I think that the game is extremely close. I think all of us are predicting either win or loss a very close game. Am I wrong? I have them losing by four. Yeah, I have them them losing by by, six. I have them winning by less than a touchdown. Yeah. This I it's gonna be it's gonna be the best game in the conference all year. It's gonna be insane. I would have yeah, I would I would agree. Win or lose. Oh boy. Then this one scares me. Uh, Utah comes to town after we go to the Coliseum. Um, If I was a Utah fan, I'd be so pissed all the time because all they do is win the conference and everybody always picks them to finish like fourth. Right. Well, and and they don't choke anymore, dude. Like they. they... Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. So they choke in the Rose Bowl. I mean, yeah, I, I liked the Utah they, teams that would lose. choke in like late October, early November, and they were out of the running, right? Uh, this they, how, this group got it they figured don't win out. At Husky Stadium. What's they that? Don't really win, they don't really win in our in our, no. in our field. No, and uh, you know, I think back to that 2015 game where they called that timeout, and Washington just took advantage, and Tristan Viscano ends up becoming a hero, right? Um, yeah. Washington has lost to Utah two times twice. ever. And yep. Utah has beaten Oregon two times in a season. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so, yeah. so and, I, I just, I, I feel, I don't know. I like It, it does scare me. I think it's going to be a low scoring game because uh, Utah's a very good defensive team. They're very well coached. Um. But they're going to have their hands full with our offense, and Washington is not going to want to lose two games in a row. They're not going to win them. They're not going to want to lose uh, on their home field. 
still got a lot to play for. There's still, even though we lost last week, in me and Trevor, sorry, me and Jake's world, I, I don't think that they, it is a foregone conclusion that they are out of the playoffs. I really don't. Well, because they just because um, they're still in theory in the running. Okay. They have the tiebreaker over Oregon to get into the Pac-12 championship. Right. And if right. you're a one-loss championship team and you beat USC in the conference championship, you're right. in, right? And I actually feel like USC is going to come into the game against Washington potentially having lost to Utah. So they have a tiebreaker against us, but they still have a one loss. So sure. I don't know. I think I have a I have a field goal winning this game, and I and I like the Huskies on top. I actually don't think it's going to be that close with Utah. I think their defense is good. I don't think that they're like you mentioned that their defense can handle this offense. And honestly, I see their offense taking a step back this year. I don't mm-hmm. think their offense is going to be as efficient as it was last year. They mm-hmm. still have the ability to score in bunches, not as many as they did last year. What was special about them was that they could suffocate an offense and keep them pinned deep in their own in their own field and always give their offense short fields to work with, which gave them the ability to score more, right? Obvious football take. Um, they, they're not going to have that same defense that they had last year it's still a really good defense i think washington's going to be able to push the ball down the field on these guys what's your um, spread jake i have met like 15 oh okay yeah well they yeah, lost. i have i, I have I, and i have washington motivated after losing against usc and i have them going home with a big crowd they're gonna want they're gonna want the huskies to come out on fire and they will I think, and the- I think, I, sorry, sorry, not to keep cutting you off, Trevor. Do you think? I think a big, I, I think a big thing last year was we were all enamored with Michael Penix, right? But let's not forget the fact that he had a pretty consistent problem with overthrowing deep balls. He 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 has the arm to overthrow guys. I think he's going to reel that in this year, and I think that's going to be the difference in this offense this year. Is that those those deep balls that he's overthrowing, he's going to give his receivers a chance to get the ball this year. Looking at his top two, top three or four receivers are all really good, so give him a chance. I, I think you're completely right, and also you'd see him overthrow at times when you could tell he was nervous. And when he reeled his motions in, he got much more precise yeah. with his passes. 100%. I think the the matchup, and if everything is on health, right? But Brent Keithy and Dominic Hampton, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup for Utah if they're going to be able to move the ball at all. Because Dom is big enough to be able to cover and be physical with a big tight end like that. And so if he's able to mitigate some of the stuff that Keithy can do, I think that I, I I could see a game like what Jake's talking about. I think it's going to be crazy close. Um, but I still think Washington's offense is better than Utah's defense. So I think it's a close win, like a seven to nine points. Um. Man, I feel I don't. I that's the one I feel. If I'm gonna, that's that could be a that could be a loss for me. Um, we'll see how good Utah is. Uh, the one I feel you're actually, gonna wait. You're gonna wait. <laughs> I I called it a W. I mean, you already gave the game away. I already said like four times yeah. that that yeah, I'm like, I'm giving dubs. I'm, my I'm twelve and zero, dude. I this yeah. coaching staff knows how to win football games, so. <laughs> 
You can suck it. All right. So, we have to uh, uh, <laughs> All right. I guess we have been replaced by middle schoolers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Reeser Stadium, gang. Reeser Stadium. Uh, yeah. Oregon State. <laughs> I think they're taking a step back, dude. I They lost a lot of guys in that secondary. They lost... Um, they lost the linebacker whose name escapes me. Um, escapes. Uh, what is his name? Omar Spates. Okay. So that's that's a lot to lose. You lost one of your three really good running backs. Um, DJ could be really good. Um, I, I think that their ceiling is probably the fourth best team in the conference. Uh, and I think at this point, Washington is absolutely rolling. They they got through two of the three really, really tough games at the end of their schedule. Uh, I think the motivation is going to be high to go in. They're going into a real college football stadium now. Um, I think I think this is a close win, uh, kind of like what it was last year without the meteoric river. Jake? Um, oh, go ahead, Sorry, Jake. Uh, I'll, I'll let Leah go. Go ahead, Leah. Um. I just feel like if there's another game the Huskies are going to lose in their schedule, it's going to be this game. Don't you do um, this to me. I let you go on first for a reason. <laughs> and um, Oregon State probably has the most ire in the conference for two schools right now, and that's Oregon and Washington for leaving for the Big Ten. Um, this Did is their one. This- I, I, I'm going to cut you off. Did you see that one Twitter post from the Oregon State? guy that was like hey we open against each other we should regardless of what happens we should all come onto the field and hug each other no i did not see that oh well that's what he said in solidarity of the pack four i guess it's giving barney vibes um, <laughs> we do so, work exactly i i i i feel iffy about this game i feel nervous and, like, again, the Huskies have a lot to play for. I'm not sure Oregon State can say the same. Um, it's, like, I think it's their their home closer. I think that they go to Oregon the next week. So yes. it's going to be senior night for them. You're going to have a lot to play for. I don't know, to your point, Trev, how good DJ Uyagalale is going to be. But, um, you know, he's going to have a whole season under his belt by the time he plays the dogs. So I, I like I like Oregon State in this game, unfortunately. Um, I think I think we lose by less than a touchdown, but um, unfortunately, this is the second loss of the year. Sorry, Jake. All you. Um, I yeah. I mean, I'm just going to change my answer now. I was <laughs> going <laughs> to. So my point was is if you look at Oregon State's schedule, they have one hard game prior to to Washington. It's Utah, Utah, and then you have. You have Cal, Washington State, UCLA, who's not going to be nearly as good as they were last year, Arizona, Colorado, Stanford, and then us. They play. That sounds like an Oregon schedule. Yeah, they play nobody this year. They're going to have one loss by the time they play us. We're going to be coming off of a couple of really hard fought. Yeah, really hard fought games. We're going to be tired. We're going to be on the road. And I am going back to Oregon State winning this football game because I do think Washington's really tired, gone through the gauntlet and Oregon state's fresh and, and 
playing really good football right now. I do that's have a great this, point. You're going to be do there have too, this, so we'll lose. Yeah. Jake. Uh, um. I thought you're the bad luck charm, Trevor. I do have it being to where Oregon State leapfrogs us in the standings at during this game for second place for this week. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Okay. Uh, All right. This week. Apple Cup. Leah, it's your favorite day. It's my favorite day. Um, you know, it's it's the day where we find out what we have in common with Washington State. Everybody, all of us and all of them, all both applied to Washington. Um, what I have so appreciated about um, the staff carryover from Chris Peterson to the Kalen DeBoer era is how seriously we take this game. This, I mean, yes, Oregon is like our like our hate week, but Washington State is our rival, and we have everything to lose here. They are going to want to play with emotion and knock us off our clock. But you know what? Teams who play with emotion are not relying on, on their skill. They're leading with their heart and they're not making good decisions. And I think that's what happens at Husky stadium for the cup. I don't think this will be close. I think the Huskies are going to probably have a a close uh, one and a half quarters. And then we're going to start to pull away a little bit in halftime and really lay the hammer down in the second half. And I, I like it to the tune of um, nearly three scores. Huskies on top. Cup stays at home. Kind of like what happened last year. <clears throat> Just like last year. Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> I have Washington State ha- having five wins to this point. Oh, <laughs> that's heartbreaking. <laughs> five wins at this point in the season. And they're looking to get bowl eligible. And Cam Ward's looking to take that next step, and it's not going to happen. Washington's going to beat the piss out of them. Oregon State's going to get blasted by Oregon, and we're jumping back up into the conference championship. I like that. I have one. I have one quick story to tell that'll make both of you very happy. But like when I was married, this was another one of those years where Washington State. Well, it was actually they had four wins going to the Apple Cup, and um. My then husband said to my dad very earnestly, like, no matter what happens in this game, Washington State's not going to play another game. And my dad, without missing a beat, said, well, I mean, they'll probably play again next year, but we shouldn't count on it. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, just, you know, ending Washington State season is kind of delicious, um, especially after the 2021 Apple Cup, where they they waved the flag and they really desecrated everything that we hold dear, considering they had a coach and we really didn't. And they used that game as a reason to hire Jake Dicker, to give him a big contract. And he's really done very little. So um, that is yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, they they celebrated like they beat Stanford in 2016 Alabama. when we were four and eight after that. Yeah. Game. Yeah, that was a great job with. Bob Gregory at the helm. Um, Mighty Bob Gregory, yes. Yeah. So, uh, I man, Jake, we're getting into next week a little bit, but I think Wazoo will be bowl eligible at this point. Um, they get a soft landing into the Apple Cup of Arizona State, Stanford, Cal, and Colorado. Um, and unless you're bringing drinking the prime juice, that is four straight wins. It's not. They lose Are you- to Cal. They lose to Cal. They always lose to Cal. Yeah, they're losing to Cal. 
And okay, might, so there's three drop, wins right there. They might drop one to Coach Prime. No, no one's losing. Why not? Coach, I mean, Coach Prime already has better talent than they do. That's he not already true. does. He's got it's Travis Hunter and it's his son. That's true. He's already got better talent than Washington State. It's not even close. That's not true. I disagree. I mean, you're such a homer. No, I, I, for once, you're, you're such a cougar fan. <laughs> such cougar, you're such cougar cheese, dude. All right, All right. so so Trevor, Trevor's twelve and zero. Me and Jake are both ten and two. Yeah, and Everybody I will just say, conference championship. My, do you my, have ten and two making a conference championship? I I think I do. I don't know what the what everybody else is, but I assume. I'm also kind of hedging a little bit here. Last year, I predicted nine and three. I predicted predicted losses at UCLA, at Arizona State, and at Oregon. And they ended up ten like they ended up eleven and two, but ten and two before the bowl. And so I'm kind of hoping that I'm like we did one game better than I predicted last year. And I'm kind of hoping that we'll do one game better than I'm predicting right now. I, I think it is very possible to squeak out a win at USC. It's probably more possible to squeak out a win at OSU, but to Jake's point, like those guys are going to be so well rested considering their patsy schedule. So I I just like, that's kind of my, my frame of mind of like, I predicted nine and three last year. We were 11 and two this year. I'm predicting 10 and two, hoping that we can go 11 and one, go 12 and one after our conference championship and sneak our way back into the college football playoff. Yes, Jake. Uh, That was my question was if we go, 11 and one, we won a mm-hmm. conference championship. We get into the college football playoffs. Yes. And if we win, yeah, we're, we're 12 and one because we beat whomever in the Pac 12 championship. Yes. I think we're in. We would, we would, yeah, the way that I have it played out is we'd have, we'd, we'd get our revenge against USC in the conference championship game. Yep. I, I think Ooh, that. And we could knock them out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think that that would be really fun. And if we don't get into the college football playoff, we land in the Rose Bowl. So it's like kind of win-win. Yeah. Um, but Rose Bowl is uh, a playoff game. Shut up, Trevor. Sorry. Shut up. You're, <laughs> you're, you're such a teacher's pet, Trevor. <laughs> so it would be what, Fiesta or? Oh, God, Fiesta. That's not what I want. I don't want to play in Arizona. Uh, Is Peach in the playoffs? I just know the Rose Bowl is. I, I don't know anything. I don't want to go to Arizona. Yeah, no. I'd like to go somewhere else. The Sugar Bowl would be cool. I'd go anywhere else. The Sugar Bowl's what? in Texas, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, is the Sugar Bowl in Texas? I think so. I think it's played at Cowboy Stadium. Trevor, teacher's pet. <laughs> Sugar Bowl is in New Orleans. Knowledge. Uh, Which one's in no. Dallas then? Cotton. No, cotton. cotton. It is the cotton. Yeah, you're right. And then the peaches in Georgia. Atlanta. Yeah. Oranges in Florida. So. Oh, yeah. The Orange Bowl would be dope. Would. We have a poster I mean, from the Orange Bowl in the uh, in the tunnel. My know. parents yeah. got a. My mom gave yeah. me, gifted me a vintage 1984 ro- uh, Orange Bowl T-shirt. 84. I thought it was 85. Um, it might have been. It might have been 85. I actually. I don't no, think, I, I think. Don't it's, I think it's. It's 84. It's the year that they beat Nebraska, isn't it? I yeah. was three. And you What's guys his name was on the team? So. Uh, Hugh Millen was on the. T- he was the quarterback. I don't. 
I don't. Um, <laughs> you guys weren't even born yet. Yeah, and your point. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Not gonna long. get clipped. That's gonna get clipped for Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let us let us know what you guys think. How how well do you think Washington's gonna do this year? Did we get it right? Where yeah, we did wrong? We get it right? Who got it wrong? Yeah. What is, what what do you predict our schedule is gonna be? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and on a scale of zero to twenty-five, how big of a dude is Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll be back to talk about the other eleven teams that are in this conference for what will probably be the thirty for thirty, one last ride, one last time. Go dogs! Go dogs! Looking forward to some big things. Cry more, Cougs. Go dogs!